these tithes and these offerings that were lifted up, Lord, continue to work in our lives, Lord, clearing up our minds, Lord, from all the distraction that this world offers. We ask, Father, that you just bless and multiply this tithe that was lifted up, Lord, for this ministry and this community that we're in, Lord, and this vision that you've given our pastor. That we can be faithful, Lord, always, because you're always faithful to us, Jesus. You've been a great, merciful God. At times that we've needed you, Lord, you've always shown up. Also ask, Lord, that you bless us with your presence, Lord, through the word tonight, Father. That you inspire us, Lord, to look deep within and not forget the things that you expose in us, Lord, always. Yes, it's all in your precious and holy name, in the name of Jesus, amen, amen. God bless everyone, brothers and sisters. Y'all may be seated. God bless the group. Pray everybody's doing well. Sister Mary, got a funny story. You know, my son, the next day, I don't know if you saw in the messaging, saw the same, I think the same nurse. No sé si te explicaron, pero mi hijo fue al mismo hospital donde viste, hermano. Y le dijeron la historia, lo que te pasó. Y como lo estabas explicando bien claramente y no podían entender no teniendo un dedo ahí, todavía estabas bien calmado en lo, como lo estabas diciendo. Entonces, eso es un, una historia que se va a pasar en los años. <laughs> Gabriel was telling me he went to the doctor and when he got, he hurt himself, uh, he ended up cutting his finger and getting stitches. And uh, Mary's husband saw the same nurse there and the nurse was saying that she was really impressed by how calm he was, not having a finger, having unwrapped it and just, like this and he's explaining everything that went on like instead of saying can you fix this like being really calm and being everything and Gabriel was just they she said she was really impressed and Gabriel was like I think I know that person I think I know who that was so praise the Lord and uh good to see que bueno verte aquí ojalá que estás sanando y todo está bien ojalá que no era el dedo de tirada but praise the Lord. Let's keep continue praying, amen, for, for healing. Uh, the kids and the youth are dismissed this evening. God bless them and the teachers that are teaching them. If you're struggling this evening, brothers and sisters, all we have is ourselves to blame for that. Because we can praise our way and get joy in anything, any moment. So let's ask God, let's pull down from God so that spirit can change, amen? Because it doesn't matter what's going on in your life, doesn't matter what's happened in your life, God is real. And we know how real God is and what he can do. Let's not miss an opportunity in receiving from him this evening. Hermanos, ahorita es la oportunidad para recibir de Dios su presencia y su preciosa palabra. Tenemos oportunidad, no, no importa lo que has pasado este día o has pasado en el pasado. Dios está aquí y tiene una palabra para nosotros. God is here and has a word for us this evening. I um, unwisely decided to remodel my daughter's room. 
couple of cement bags later. So my family will tell you this, that, you know, I'm an optimist, right? I always say, well, we could do it. We could do anything. Uh, and um, I decided to cement level her floor. And I watched a bunch of videos, hours of videos. The kids were probably saying, what is this guy watching? They would walk by and they would see me watching another video of somebody else doing it. Because I was going to learn. And every video was different. Somebody showed something. I was like, hey, that's smart, you know. There's a video where uh, a guy was opening up the bags and putting them in buckets before adding the water to have everything ready. Made sense. There was another one where the, the guy explained that it was a team of people. So while you were pouring, uh, because it starts to spread very fast, I don't know if some of you have done it or some of you are going to laugh at this story if you have done it, so I'm a little embarrassed. And and have the other one mixing it and getting it ready so after you're done and you're spreading it, you can grab the other one and start kind of like a production line. Uh, and so we started doing this and trying to level out my daughter's floor, which was going to be easy. It was all easy until they realized that I didn't have a strong enough drill. So the first one poured out beautifully. Her, the closet looks amazing. If you guys ever go to our house, that's where you're going to meet is in the closet because the floor is beautiful. Look like a mirror. We started after that and ended up, my um, drill ended up stopping because it's just too much, too much torque. And I poured the next one out and I saw a bunch of chunks. And I looked at it and I go, oh, that's not, that doesn't look like the first one. The first one looked good. I was all happy after the first one. I was like, man, this is going to be easy. My son's going to be proud of me because he wasn't there. My son's going to be proud of me when he sees this. He's like, you did it, Dad. And so here comes my wife trying to fix her husband's mess. And all the wives always will do that. All the wives will do that. And all the brothers should say amen in that, but they won't. Got too much pride. She goes in there and she starts fixing it. She did a good job in fixing it. And I was just having problems and I'm sweating. And I'm yelling at my son, telling him, where are you at? How dare you have a job? Don't you understand we're doing this? And of course, Joe, as I explained to you, my son and I, we have discussions on tools, right? You remember that you, you found it weird that I asked you that question probably that day, right? Well, he was all happy that he came with his drill. And his drill, like butter. Butter, just butter, just happening, right? He even stayed for it. He even stayed for it. He didn't have to stay. I could have kept on doing it, but he was like, nah. So we're over here, and we're finishing everything out and trying to, and it wasn't what it seemed like on TV. <laughs> I want to, I'm going to be that person that starts to put comments in the bottom like, you liar. Praise the Lord, we fixed it. And it came out good. A couple of broken backs later. and So, hermanos, comencé a trabajar, escogí una cosa. Qué, qué bueno por un padre para querer componer uh, el cuarto de su hija. Qué bueno, ¿no? Un aplauso para el hermano Romero. Un aplauso. Un aplauso grande. Pero qué tontería que no, no sabía lo que estaba haciendo porque quería poner cemento para Nebel, o es Nebel, o... 
uh, el piso, yo creía que estaba listo y no estaba listo para nada. Gracias a Dios por mi esposa y mi hijo Tristan. Ahí estaban corriendo cuando le estaba diciendo cosas y todo. Y gracias a Dios también por la ayuda de mi hijo también. Mucha ayuda. What a blessing it is to have a family that can unite on something. Some of y'all, you know, will experience that and have experienced that and are experiencing that. Through difficult times, through wonderful times to have a family that can unite. If it's a church family too, then it's a church family that can unite in prayer. But the title of today's message is being prepared for the unknown. And I watched a lot of videos. I watched videos of people saying, be careful of this. And I watched, I said, that's a good point, that guy. I watched videos of guys doing special things when they were doing it. I was like, man, I don't know if I could do that one. That's, that's a Brother Richard one right there. I don't have Brother Richard's skill set. But we still tried it. Now you can't see it anyways because there's a floor on top of it. <laughs> At the end of the day, I think we're on it. Okay, so I'm not done with the story yet. I'm grinding, not the original concrete, the new one that I just laid. I'm grinding some areas, and it's dust everywhere, Rosa. Rosa, you would have been angry. I wouldn't have blamed you for being angry at Anthony if he would have done this. Luckily, my wife just said, I'm going to go somewhere, and she left. I think she had to go pick up something, but there was dust everywhere. Gabriel's coming in here, and he's like, oh, man, open a window. Open all the windows in the house. We learned a lesson, a valuable lesson. Stop watching YouTube. Brother Manuel knows what I'm talking about with some of the remodeling you guys have probably been doing. But you can watch as much stuff, and you can think as much stuff, but it's not gonna, you're not going to know until you do it. There's a famous saying from Mike Tyson. You know who Mike Tyson is? That remind you who Mike Tyson is? He said, everybody is ready for a fight until they get punched in the face. I was ready. I had my buckets laid out. I had a little line so I could pour the water. 5.7 quarts. Every single time I poured it, it was right there to the line. Didn't have to guess it, didn't have to get a thing. The guy showed me that. I said, that's a great concept. Draw a line on there on one of them, and now you can just pour your hose in it until you get punched in the face. And when we saw, I saw those chunks and my drill wasn't working anymore, I was on the floor. Spiritually speaking, brothers and sisters, what are we preparing for? I have another funny story. Back in 1999, I signed up for a 401k, the, the company that, it was, a, it was the first time my wife and I, we got insurance, and they said, hey, you want uh, to do retirement? We'll pull. I said, yeah, do retirement. Did it for uh, five years, and I left, and I left it there, and we get every year quarter, whatever it is, we get a, a letter from this company, and I just see it, and I just throw it. I just happened this couple of weeks ago, just look at it and say, and I open it up finally, and it has the company that I used to work for. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what this is. 
And so I call them up, and the guy's like, yeah, you had a retirement plan with us. I said, I did? I said, I ain't worked for you guys since for 17 years. Because you know your password? I believe he asked me that after I told him I didn't work for him for 17 years. I said, no, I don't. He goes, well, you, you have some money in here. What do you want to do with it? And I'm like, well, I got a retirement now with the company that I'm with, but I can't transfer it. Send it to me. <laughs> if I would not have called that number, that would have just been there. Who knows with the way the stock market is now, if it wouldn't have been there. But again, what are we preparing for? Some of us could be preparing for a retirement. Some of us could be preparing for the next Arctic blast. You're ready this time, right? Got those snow tires and ice tires and fur jacket and propane tanks for to go around the well and houses that have wells. What are we preparing for? And some of us, we prepare very good on things that are uh, sometimes not spiritual. We're, some of us can put other people to shame. Some of y'all probably better have a better 401k than I do. I would say nobody does. Somos mexicanos, we. Ah, lo ponemos abajo del mattress, no? That's our 401k plan. Some of us we prepare for a lot of things, but we forget to prepare our hearts for the most important thing. Because there's going to be things that come into our lives, struggles that come into our lives that will test our hearts, will test our faith. Challenges that will come. And it's important for us to be ready and prepared for these things. Como estaba hablando, hermanos, una tontería, otra vez. Me quiere componer el cuarto de mi hija. Pero lo hacemos como familia, gracias a Dios por, el, por la familia unida, ¿no? Pero también, hermanos, es importante a preguntarte, ¿qué estamos prepar, preparándonos ¿Qué cosas te estamos preparándonos? Estaba diciendo una historia que a veces ponemos dinero para cuando ya, how do you say retire? Cuando te retires, um, puedes tener un dinero y muchos de nosotros podemos estar haciendo eso, que es bueno, es bueno preparar, prepararnos en eso. Y unos son, uh, unos están preparándonos por el, el otro frío que viene. O algo, otra cosa que puede venir. Pero ¿cuánto de nosotros estamos preparándonos y preparando nuestros corazones para la más, para la más importante cosa? Y es, es estar de acuerdo con Dios. Es sentir al Señor. No dejar cosas que se mete enfrente de nuestra relación con Dios. How many of us are letting things get in the way of our side of, of God? How many of us are drowning in being, trying to prepare for things that are not to honor God? Sometimes we put it upon ourselves when we don't have to. God just says, take a step back, relax, calm down. Trust in me. 
trust in me. It's hard at times. It's difficult at times. Especially when we're in the middle of something and we're drowning. But we got to trust in him. Amen. If we turn to 1 Peter 3.15. Praise the Lord. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Sin sino santificar al Señor Dios en vuestros corazones y estar siempre aparejados para responder con macedumbre y reverencia a cada uno que os demanda demande razón de la esperanza que hay en vosotros. Like I said, brothers and sisters, some of us, were, we prepare for so many things that this, we miss this. The opportunity to share the gospel. Opportunity to testify how, how good God has been for us. Some of us, that's gone dormant. It's fallen asleep. How can we expect... Um, our God to be honored if we're forgetting these things on how he took us from where he took us and we're at because of him where we're at and the love that he's shown us and the grace that he's shown us. We cannot blame a bad month, a bad day, a bad couple of years on God. Because if we look at it, he's been faithful. And I know I've lost some weight, brothers and sisters. I know you guys were going to all say that here in a little bit. But he's still been good to me. And I haven't lacked anything. As a matter Liz, I had Lupe's today. Just wanted to throw that out there. Because God's been good. And he's been faithful and he will be good and he will always be faithful. We should be grateful, but we should prepare ourselves to have the ability to have this conversation. Because more and more the world is needing to hear the stability that is in our God. In an unstable world, in a world where there's doubt, in a, in a world where there's fear, in, the, in a world with it searching for hope, in a world where it doesn't even believe in its leadership. We must be prepared to talk about our God. Enough with the jokes. Enough with the, he's my friend and we just joke around. He's, there's a soul there. There's somebody that needs to hear of the gospel of God and the love that he had for us. We must train ourselves for this. Now, I like the excuses, and I brought these up before in the past. Well, I'm just not like that, Brother Gabe. I'm an introvert. You know what an introvert is? That I'll knit you a sweater, and I'll hand it to you later. I won't talk to you, but I'm thinking about you. You're an extrovert. 
God doesn't see it that way. God see, sees us as perfectly planning what he needs us for. Some of us have been through tremendous things, obstacles that we're able to share. God bless Sister Rosa and Brother Anthony for their testimony. That's, Sister Rosa had no idea until she met God that she could be used by God in this. I blessed Brother James's testimony when I heard it. A lot of y'all don't know Brother James's testimony. He has a tremendous one on what God's done. And like Pastor has said, the greatest testimony that we have is in Jesus. And that is the truth. Because there's always bartenders that come to Christ. But there's only one Christ that hung on a cross blameless because he loved us. Estamos aquí, hermanos, con la pregunta, ¿estamos preparando nuestros corazones para hablar con personas que necesitan oír de la buena noticia de Dios? El amor que tiene para nosotros. A unos de nosotros estamos sufriendo en sentir eso. So no podemos explicar esto. No podemos hablar esto. ¿Por qué? Porque estamos preparándonos para cosas que son vanos a veces. Pequeñas. Cuando estamos en cosas que no, puede, no van a agradecer a Dios. A veces estamos fríos. A veces estamos. ¿Cómo se dice? ¿Tibio? 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 A veces no tenemos raíz. Pero el momento que cambiamos nuestro mental y comenzamos a pensar, ¿cómo me voy a cambiar de ser? How do you say a pot? Like you put a flower in. Un basque. Maceta. Maceta. Hasta somebody said vasero. Is it vasero too? Base. Maceta. Hay muchos de nosotros, hermanos, que estamos fundados en macetas. There's many of us that are, we're, we're, we're growing in a vase or a pot. And, and, and the reason is, is because we could just pick it up and move it. They didn't like the way that was. So that word wasn't for me. And God's wanting us to get out of that and work the ground that he wants us to grow in. Muchas veces, hermanos, estamos en macetas que los raíces no, no más tan limitados y Dios quiere ponernos en una tierra que puede uh, crecer frutos y no se puede ser movido Pero a uno de nosotros nos sentimos si estamos ofendidos si, si estamos con un problema ya no queremos Oír, ya no estamos aceptando cosas, estamos ofendidos. Se paga todo cuando estamos ofendidos. You ever been offended? Oh, not too many of y'all. God bless some of y'all that have never been. God bless you. I think we've all been offended. I was offended that my wife laughed when I talked about this event. 
we all get offended, but it's in those offenses that we can learn. And we must be spiritually discerned in looking at it and saying, am I offended because it was true what was said or am I offended because I'm just, I choose to be offended. Most of the time we'll find out, brothers and sisters, that we're just choosing to be offended. If we turn to Romans 13, Romans 13, 11. And that knowing that the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. Now, brothers and sisters, you know, there's a lot of us here that have, that have been uh, in church for many years. Hermanos, hay muchos de nosotros que hemos estado en la iglesia por, por muchos años. Hay unos que son nuevos, pero hay muchos de nosotros que, que, que podemos creer que ya lo sabemos todo. Cuídate en eso. Cuídate en ese pensar. Siempre necesitamos creer que podemos, uh, que el Señor nos puede enseñar algo nuevo cada día. Porque van a, van a venir pruebas. Te va a probar cómo estás. Si estás listo. Podemos decir, Dios ten misericordia de mí, pero pueden venir, venir estas cosas. We got to be careful, brothers and sisters, and always, doesn't matter how many years you've been here, you can always learn something from God. You can always trust that God is going to show you something. Sometimes in good things, sometimes in trials. We must be ready and prepared. But as it said here, we must also get up out of our sleep sometimes. Because some of us fall asleep with some of the new traditions, new requirements that are hap happening now, that are required from us now. It's affected us spiritually. If we keep, keep on reading verse 12 here. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. <clears throat> let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Why would we need to put on the armor of light, brothers and sisters? Because it is our duty to speak God's gospel to those around us. God has done something special in each one of y'all. God has done something tremendous. A failure has become something that you can help somebody with because you've gotten up. I mean, you look at, you know, somebody that could have carried some serious baggage like Peter. I don't think any of you guys have had a moment where you were face to face with Jesus and he was telling you that you were about to do something and you were just so proud to say you weren't going to do it and yet you, do, you did it. What an amazing example that God gave us 
to show that, hey, dust yourself off. I still can use you. I still can build something off of you. Help us, God, to see the potential that's in us, not the work that's happening to get to there, but the potential that's in us that God sees. Because we must trust in God. Verse 13. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying. Right now, everything that is being directed to the church is to wear us down. If it's in our belief, it's to wear us down. If it's in our, in our character, it's to wear us down. If it's in our desire to, to worship God, it's to wear us down. If it's in the desire to show brotherly love, it's to wear us down. So we must arise and wake up to these things and know that we must be prepared to weather these things. Are we prepared to weather these things? Are we like, ah, I don't know. Are we so afraid? Are we so scared? Like I said, that it's easier just to follow the masses instead of follow our Christ who's left the message for us. I want to trust in you, God, more. And I want to see you more than I see other things. God's been so good to us, brothers and sisters. I mean, if you just sit back and look back at all the things that he's protected us from, all the things that, all the things that he's done for us, he's been so good. El Señor Sado es tan bueno con nosotros, hermanos. Por eso no debemos dudar que estando en su lado, que vamos a tener victoria. Estando en el lado de Dios, vamos a tener victoria, hermanos. Hay muchas cosas, hay muchas cosas que, tam, que, que están uh, proyectando, is it projecting? Is it projecting? Proyectando a nosotros. Ahorita, todo el mundo. Para que no tenemos confianza en Dios. Para que no tenemos confianza a congregarnos en la iglesia. Hay unos lugares, hermanos, que todavía no están atendiendo iglesia. Hay unos lugares que no lo están teniendo porque están temorosos. El temor vino tan grande en sus vidas que no quieren nada con Dios. Qué cosa, ¿no? No hay muchos aménes porque pueden estar unos aquí que pero nosotros servimos un Dios que que va a guardar el ángel de Dios que que oh come on 
son versículos hermanos que tenemos y estamos confiados en esos versículos sabiendo que hay verdad en, es, en esas cosas let us not fall into the trap of fear let us not fall into the trap of being hopeless let us fall into God's hands amen because we know he is tremendous Matthew 25 1 I'm going to read these kind of quickly here, brothers and sisters, as we've read them before. Then, the, then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins. Now, brothers and sisters, we know these are the parables. One of them was about the parables of the talents, which is right after this. But this is the first parable about the ten virgins. And it's, it's God's parable of giving an example of the kingdom of heaven. And we start to read here and it says, Be likened unto ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Verse 2. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. So 50-50. 50% of them were wise and prepared. The other 50 were not prepared. And the word of God is so precious that it explains how the five were prepared and how the five weren't prepared in verse 3. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. How many times do we find ourselves not being prepared for moments in our lives? Spiritually speaking, brothers and sisters, that now that we're knee deep in something, we have forgotten everything that we've learned in the things of God. ¿Cuántos de nosotros, hermanos, podemos ver aquí que tenemos diez vírgenes? Cinco estaban preparados y cinco no estaban. Y la pregunta es, ¿cuántas veces en, en, en nuestra vida hemos um, enfrentado algo que se enseña que no estamos preparados espiritualmente? Algo viene. Uno de nosotros notamos, oh, no, no, you don't, you don't sé. Yo no creo que algo ha pasado. Ah, pasó algo antes de la iglesia. No importa lo que era. Si era siendo un ejemplo, si era un, un uh, argument, how do you say argument? Argumento con familia, con hermano, con pensando mal. Algo ha pasado. Que no, no, no estamos preparados en algo. Y me gusta el ejemplo que da aquí el Señor. De cómo va a ser. Cómo va a ser los últimos días. Sigamos leyendo aquí. And took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, No, um, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell 
and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Are we prepared? Something as simple as this ice storm that came <laughs> humbled humbled most, most of Texas. I know a lot of you guys have a lot of pride about Texas, but there was a lot of stuff that we didn't know what to do. I mean, guys, nuclear plants shut down, <laughs> propane, gas, natural glass, gas pipes froze over. Things that we knew about before and still didn't fix. So don't trust in, don't mess with Texas. Trust in God and what God's guiding you and showing you. And we see here in this example here of the ten virgins that five of them understood what it was to be prepared and to be ready for this. Probably repeated this in their mind, practiced this, knew what to do. Knew that it would take time, knew what they needed to do with trimming and doing all this of the lamps. The other ten just started mixing the cement. Not thinking about the tools they needed. And we started seeing all these tools, Brother Joe. They got these tools with with shoes with little spikes on them. You have some. Look at you. Your brother, brother Lorenzo's not prepared. They got these shoes with spikes on them so you can walk on the top of the cement. You, you know that, Mariah? It's like, clack, 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 clack. You can start doing that little tap dancing. I didn't have that. They have these squeegees. Look at you, Joe, you have that one too, don't you? That you could just run that stuff really nice. I didn't have that, Velma. I had a broom. Thought I had all I needed. I should have called you, Sister Mary. I know you guys had just done. And you, see? He's, he's, he knows what I'm talking about, right? Your husband does. We did it, and we had to work extra. But in this case right here, spiritually speaking, it's so important to be prepared for these moments. Moments of trials, moments of tribulations that come into our lives. Are we getting closer to God? Are we getting further away because of murmuring? Are we getting further away because we don't rejoice and 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 appreciate Him his, for His goodness, His love? I'm I'm just amazed. You know, one of the most pivotal stories in the Bible is is uh, Israel's exit from Egypt. Forty years, forty years for an eleven day journey. Took 11 days to get where they needed to go to the promised land, and it took them 40 years. How many of us are 
15 years into this, 20 years into this, and we're still struggling. Because it's changing things. What's the definition of insanity, brothers and sisters? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. That's insane. Things will be different if you do it the same way. They will be different when you change it up. And you say, okay, God, I'm listening. You got my attention. I'm, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of, of, of this lifestyle of, of being wishy-washy. I'm ti- tired of, of not completely putting my feet on your foundation, being moved. I'm tired of shutting off things that I don't want to hear just because I don't really want to hear, you know, what Brother Gabe's saying because I think I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine with the way I'm living with God right now. None of us are fine, brothers and sisters. Because at any moment, it'll be proven when our faith is tested. Help us, God, to teach us through your word. Give us understanding and wisdom through your word, Jesus. Muchas veces, hermanos, tenemos confianza en nuestras vidas, pero viene algo que, que los humilla, humilla a nuestras vidas. Nos enseña que todavía necesitamos trabajo. Gracias a Dios por esas cosas. Pero a veces, hermano, viene tormenta y la casa no se queda. This stuff has to be real, brothers and sisters. Let's not put so much confidence in our strength, but put confidence in the strength of God and the guidance that he gives us through his word. We've all come short. Thank God that he still is willing to work with us. We've all come short. Thank God that he's still willing to love us. Merciful God. God of grace. Who can understand his thoughts? No man can. We stand in awe of him. If we turn to Proverbs 16. Sixteen one, The preparations of the hardened man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. So brothers and sisters, no matter what we're trying to do, if we're trying to learn something, if we're trying to explain something, doesn't matter how eloquently we say it or we think how much we know, All this is from God. He deserves all the glory for things. If we keep on reading here in verse 2. All the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes. But the Lord weigheth the spirits. 
There's a lot of times, brothers and sisters, as we're preparing and we're here receiving the word of God, that sometimes that word doesn't stick to us because why? Because in our own eyes, we don't think this applies to us. But man, if we're so attentive. You know, I know, I know uh, for a while there, I'm not sure if uh, Pastor or Brother Lorenzo watched it, but we were all watching uh, that there was a show that they used to show on TV, and it was called Gold Rush, and they, these guys would go to Alaska. They'd sell everything, go to Alaska, you know, and, and, and buy machines. And some of them never had done any of this stuff. They'd buy big machines to try to dig for gold. And there was these guys that had been there and had learned all these tricks and had smaller equipment than some of these guys did. And these guys came in there just like, oh, look at what we got. Oh, we're gonna dig this hole faster. Oh, we got a bigger wash plant. All this stuff. And this, in this one episode, it's early on. This kid, he's a teenager. He's still, he's still in school. He comes on the weekends, and he goes over there, and and and, and he's selling, he's selling firewood to these guys, and he's looking at them, and he's like, he starts talking to them. Oh, you guys, you guys are washing some dirt, huh? He goes, yeah. He goes, well, you're losing all your gold. Like, what do you mean? He goes, well, look at your angle. All your gold is going out with the dirt. There's no ripples there that's holding it. Ah, what's this guy guy talking about? He goes, your, your wash plant's not catching any of the gold. It's going right back into the water. You're just running fuel in a machine, and it's not doing anything. Because we can all have good intentions, brothers and sisters. We can all have good desires. But unless we humble ourselves before God, and we ask God to keep it together for us, give us the strength when we need it, give us the wisdom when we need it, correct us when we need to be corrected, but that we can trust him. When that correction, correction comes and sometimes we don't want to hear it. Sometimes we, we thought we had a perfect plan. Like I said, you know, um, there's my son. There's my star quarterback for the University of Texas, brother. You didn't know that he was going to play for the Dallas Cowboys too. Right there. Gabriel, it would have been me seeing my name on the back. Would you have put daddy's boy on the back of your jersey? He's a pretty big, he was a pretty big kid, brother. came up to me and said, Dad, I want to play peewee football. You see, I played sports, brother. And I remember how sports were in school. I remember how they used to talk in the locker room. I remember all those things. I remember uh, riding on the bus and hearing stuff. And all these thoughts came over me. I said, man, I only got one shot here. What am I going to do? So I look at him and I said, hey, what if I were to We'll buy you a base. We'll buy you a nice base because he wanted to learn how to play. And I pay for you getting lessons. and That way you can play if you want to play in the group one day. I'll, I'll do whatever it takes to support you in that. I'll do, I'll, I'll, you know, I know, I know what it takes being in the ministry and stuff like that. I said, I, I know how important it is 
to be in the ministry. You know, would you want to do that? I still wanted him to be able to answer it himself. I know it sounds one-sided by me saying doing all these things, but I did want to see, I did want it to be a little risky. But I still wanted it to be his decision. thought about it for a second. He says, no, I, I think I'd rather do that. I think I'd rather do that. And and I, you don't think I had a desire, you know, to see my son? But I'm grateful. Because now I can see that God's doing things in his life and will continue to do things in his life if he humbles himself and he considers God in his decisions. I don't know what kind of monster I would have had if I would have just let him loose. It's difficult, brothers and sisters. It's difficult if you've been in that situation. You know, I'm a person that went to college, and I know what college is like. So if there's people here that think that, you know, that's an important thing, there's a way of doing college without going to college. Because <laughs> I know what it did to me, personally. So I'm grateful that God has opened up opportunities for my children. And it's been a blessing, and people have been a blessing in their life. The prayers have been a blessing in their life. So let's trust in God, brothers and sisters. Because I'm going to put everything on God over, I would put over my own thoughts or the thoughts of man. I'm going to trust God always that he's going to open or close a door in my family's life. And I know I have believers here that believe the same way, that are grateful for doors that close on our lives at times when we see that they're not a blessing or a distract, they're a distraction in our lives. If we keep on reading here, verse three, commit thy works unto the Lord and thy thoughts shall be what? Established. They will only be established if we're committed to the Lord. When again, it's 50-50, when it's 80-20, when it's more being pulled down instead of being pulled up. That's not a commitment. That's not balance. We can't expect different results. We can't even expect results like this when it's balanced. It has to be one-sided in favor of God. Have you had that moment, brothers and sisters? Have you had that moment when it is that? Remember in your life when it was that, when it was one-sided and God came first over things. It's hard, it's tough. But man, when you honor God and you and you put him above all things, he shows up in ways, in mighty ways. We are blessed when we give him all the glory and not our lives. Amen. 
we go to verse 4 also. The Lord hath made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. Let us not look around, brothers and sisters, and think that what we see and what we sometimes desire has got it better than we do. Because there's not a lot of people that have it better than we do. There's not a lot of people that have it better than we do, brothers and sisters. See, some of y'all are struggling with that right now because you only got the five bucks in the bank account, and I've been there before. But there's not a lot of people that have it better than we do. If you're looking to see what that, what your account looks like and you think that that's what gives you what you have, then you're missing it. You're missing it. Because we have this peace, we have this hope, we have this love, we have this confidence. Well, I can go down a list of stuff, brothers and sisters, that we have in God. That God has given us, God has assured us with. Muchas veces, hermano, estamos nomás con el ojo mediendo lo que Dios ha dado para nosotros. Pero hay cosas que no se puede medir con el ojo, hermanos, que Dios ha hecho para nosotros y que va a ser para nosotros. God is good. I mean, you know, we got to just we got to say it sometimes. we got to just wake up with it sometimes. But sometimes we'll wake up with something that's not going to honor him and it go, there goes our day. There goes our day in not honoring him. Let us wake up with that passion and that hope in him. Amen. And we turn to 1 Corinthians 6.13, brothers and sisters. Velar estar firmes en la fe. Portaos. Varonilmente y esforzados. Watch ye stand fast in the faith. Quit you like men. Be strong. Listen to that, brothers and sisters. I have another version that says, Act like men. Be strong. Now, when I hear Paul writing this, I hear him being very specific to a gender here. Can we talk about this still in the church? God forbid, huh? God is talking through Paul here to say, saying, act like men and be strong. If there's a man that's listening, that's a part of a home that needs that. Wake up. Be strong. Be courageous. Be what God has called you to be. Make the tough decision. Be alone at times in your decisions. Sometimes nobody wants to be your friend. Sometimes nobody wants to Respect you in moments, but you still carry that on because God has put it in your heart. Have trust and confidence that God is speaking to you. Let us not be cowards in this. 
and know that we're honoring God and God's going to honor our family. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the examples that God has put in my life. The courage that he's put in my life. And seeing people that have made those tough decisions. And it's not an easy decision. It takes courage. Gracias a Dios, hermanos, que tenemos hermanos aquí que saben, hermanos, dije, que saben la importancia de tener Dios en su casa, de seguirle a Dios y no sus corazones mismos. Encourage the men here in the church, Lord, to seek you with all their heart, to trust in you, Lord. Not to be the most popular in the home, but be the one that can hear your voice and guide, and guide. Not be swayed by emotions, guide help us God because these moments we need your guidance father as the men of the homes not just from a title standpoint but from an example standpoint from an ability not just from a title standpoint but from a willingness if we turn to Proverbs 6, verse 6. Vea la hormiga, operososo. Mira sus caminos y sé, y sé sabio. Look at that. <laughs> Go to the ant, thou sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. I hate ants. But they have a purpose. And here, the wisest man in the Bible, that God said, I'd give you anything he asked for wisdom to rule over his people, said to look at something so irrelevant. You can imagine when he was writing this that he was just looking at them saying, gosh, these guys right here, they just work in harmony. Look at them. All the stories of them following the same path, the one right behind the other. All purpose, all working, 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 preparing. Preparing for what we say, verse, the next verse, verse 7. Which having no guide, overseer, or rule, or ruler, verse 8. Provideth her meat in the summer and gathereth her food in the harvest. The sand's out here just doing it. Why? Because they're preparing. Sometimes we don't start to prepare until it's too late. Some of us, you know, I, I remember when I say some of us, and I include myself in this, I remember when I became a, a young father, 
a young parent. I wanted to go buy things. I wanted to go buy tools. But I had to buy diapers. And a lot of them. But it became easy. Because there was something about holding on to something that God had created and gave you. And I always remember wise words from my father. We were waiting there. Before we're going to have him, my father asked, you guys going to have a kid? We're still on our honeymoon, Dad. I didn't even get to take my wife on a honeymoon. You guys, some of you guys, you know, you see, you see Brother Gabe here, and I know, I know, I lost a lot of weight. I know. Andrea, calm down. I didn't even have a honeymoon, Liz. You at least went to Texas Tech Raider Inn with the bricks under the bed, no? No, Brother Lorenzo needs to tell you that story if he hasn't told you that one yet. I didn't even have a honeymoon, Mariah. You know where my honeymoon was, Mariah? Round Rock, Texas. Picked up Sister Juanita and Brother Joe and took them to the airport the next day. Short honeymoon. But it doesn't matter because why? Because God was doing something. And I'm grateful for everything God's done. I'm so grateful for everything God has done. Like I said, brothers and sisters, let us not measure ourselves with what we think we have and measure ourselves with being prepared for those moments that we're going to need to be prepared in God. God will give us wisdom to do things in moments that we thought that we did not have the strength or wisdom to do things. And I thank you, God, for that. If we turn to Proverbs 22, I'm going to ask the group to pass on up. Proverbs 22 says, a prudent man foreseeth the evil. Listen to this, brothers and sisters. El avisado ve el mal y escondese. A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself. Mas los simples pasan y reciben el daño. But the simple pass on and are punished. Now, brothers and sisters, some of us, we're still living a simple life. We're still not demanding wisdom from God. We're still not bugging and wrestling with God for our blessing. Some of us, we're content We're happy. And there's danger in this. Because as it says here, a prudent man foresees the evil and hideth from it. Some of us aren't working our faith, aren't working our ground aren't continuing to make sure that there's fruit, that there's growth, 
in our home? Have we fallen asleep? God, wake us up today. God, wake us up and prepare our hearts. If we turn to Luke 21, 36. Luke 21, 36. Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Brothers and sisters, we don't take for granted that we've been here, we've heard the word of God. We don't take for granted that God has protected us and our families. We don't take for granted that we can recite verses when we need to. Let us prepare now ourselves for what's next. What is next? What is next? Do we know that the winter storm was going to be what it was? Do we know that we're going now on a year? It's been a year since the pandemic. Some of us have gotten used to masks all the time. I don't want to get used to things. I don't want to just accept things. I want to trust God. I want to believe in God. I want to believe that God hasn't forsaken me, hasn't let me down. That this is part of his perfect plan. How can we trust in him, brothers and sisters? Why don't we all stand up? Why don't we pray, brothers and sisters? Porque no oramos, hermanos. Lord Jesus, we come before you, Father, so grateful, Lord, for your love and your mercy, Lord. I ask that you bless my brothers and sisters here, Lord. I know we all carry different burdens, Lord. We all carry different struggles in our lives, Father. Let us release anything that's stopping us, Lord, from receiving your word, your precious word, Father, in our lives and putting it. Let us put aside our pride, Lord. Let us put aside, Lord, the wanting to do it our way, Jesus, instead of how you can guide our hearts, Lord, or direct our path, Father. I'm grateful, Lord, that you have instilled in me, Father, an example, Lord, of what it is to lead in a home. It hasn't been easy, Lord. It's been sometimes moments, Lord, where you feel down, Lord, because of decisions that are made, Father. But I trust in you, Jesus. I trust in you, Father. You've never let us down, Jesus. I ask, Lord, that you Just bring peace into our hearts, Lord. Bring confidence into our hearts, Lord. Bring wisdom into our hearts, Lord. I ask that families unite, Father. That they restore homes, Lord. 
They bring love back into homes, Lord. They trust each other again, Lord. I ask, Father, that you awaken us, Lord, to see your goodness, Father. We consider each other always, Lord. I'm so grateful, Lord, for what you continue to do in our lives, Lord, and how you continue to guide us, Lord. I ask that you just strengthen the church, Lord. I ask, Lord, that you refresh our lives, Lord, with your spiritual water, Father. I'm so grateful, Lord, for everything you've done for me personally, Lord. I'm so grateful for what you continue to do in our community, Lord. Strengthen us during these difficult, doubting times, Lord. Bless our families, bless the children here, Lord, in the church, teachers, Lord. The community that we live in, the state that we live in, Lord, the country that we are in, Father. Right now we are divided, Lord. I know this is a mechanism that the enemy wants to use at times, Lord. As believers, Lord, let us have patience, Lord, with those that don't understand your, how you've called us, Lord. But let us shine, Father. We don't have to retaliate when people don't understand why we believe the way we believe or live the way we live. All we have to do is show it in our lives, Lord. Sometimes a prayer in a public place can inspire a family, Lord, to look for something different. Help us, Lord, to always not be ashamed of you, Jesus. To teach our kids not to be ashamed of you, Father. Not only to teach them, Lord, to be strong and courageous in things that they do outside of the church, but to be strong and courageous in speaking of you, Father. And testifying of you, Father. If you're speaking to them, Lord, we ask that the volume be turned up. Use our children, Lord, to inspire others, Father. Thank you, Father. We ask this in your precious name.